Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name's Geiger, and that is Christian. It's kind of deep. I don't know if you'd get it. And we are your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian and myself, where a listener, select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. This week's topic, as chosen by a listener named Aaron for someone named Conrad, is bro literature. Mm, boy. Well, tough, tough. Uh, put your uh, little bandanas on for this one, <laughs> and then blow your brains out when we're when we're done with it. Blow uh, your brains out, hang yourself, take a number of uh, pills. There's all sorts of ways you can check out. At the end of this episode, folks, yes, bro literature. Um, what the hell is that? So I guess it would be a. It's it's definitely a certain kind of literature that came out. That that we know. I don't yeah. think there's a. Is there a really a? <sighs> That's this is one of our more vague topics. Even though the people that know it definitely know what it is. Uh, and yeah, then there's people here's... like me who uh, was kind of struggling to figure out what to do. I think we got some good posts, but uh, it's such a seems to be mostly confined to women online complaining about uh, men they don't like. Yeah. And that's the entire topic of what constitutes uh, bro lit. <laughs> yeah, the the kind of high level thing is that it's uh, books read usually by young guys, university graduates, raised middle class or higher. So uh, somebody that has a little bit of an uh, education behind them uh, that want to be appear interesting. I think this is one of those things that. Uh, if I had taken a couple missteps or different steps in uh, college, I could have mm-hmm. become this. I was really big into Chuck Palahniuk in sure. college. Uh, we talk about him in this very episode, don't we? So I think that there was a stepping stone there. Uh, but I am not a big um, sort of literature guy when it comes yeah. to this kind of stuff, at least. So um, I don't think sitting around and reading like a bunch of like uh, – hypothetical sort of uh stories that run on and on is not very interesting to me i would rather read a uh lemmy's biography which is Mm -hmm. the first book uh looking at my uh bookshelf next to where we record that i can Mm -hmm. see Uh, also uh tales from margaritaville by jimmy buffett right next to that (laughs) i'm looking uh, up at my bookshelf and seeing a few too many uh star wars expanded universe (laughs) novels for my liking (laughs) But uh, hey, it's like you're looking up and a, a pit opens up in your stomach. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> oh brother. But there's some stuff up here that would be uh, considered bro lit. I I don't I don't even know if that's true. Wally Lamb is that one of those guys? Brother, it's all Greek to me. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and the, the problem with this topic is it really it does seem to be like these are books that guys like guy, the guys that I don't like like. But it's like they're not. It's <laughs> they're not you know, bad you, you, books, right? Well, you you talked about like rambling on literature stuff, but a lot, some of these aren't that at all. Like uh, Cormac McCarthy gets brought up, and he's like, 
those are like well done tight like novels they're not sure. anything like fucking the poster boy for this movement david foster wallace infinite jest and, uh, yes. yeah and um yeah i definitely remember like th- before i even thought it was cool i just remember like reading some like back every couple years i'm like i'm gonna become a reading guy mm-hmm. and then uh probably like 15 years ago or something i saw infinite jest on one of those lists like books you gotta read before you die it's like all right i'm gonna crack into this one I-, I remember like reading the first page and i was like what the fuck is this dog shit <laughs> and that was the and then i like saw one of the footnotes that took up the entire page and i was like all right this is oh, they- this is horse shit I have to actually. I have to read in order to read this thing. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm just going to use this to hold up the edge of my bed when the leg of it falls off. Yeah, just, I was like, yeah. this sucks. So yeah. Um. <laughs> People ask how many pages is Infinite Jest? How difficult is Infinite Jest? Does Infinite Jest have an ending? Mm, that's that's you love it fucking better if I read that many goddamn pages. <laughs> you, you read 1,079 pages. Ugh. I hope to God that they didn't need it. Now, yeah. give, give you a 1,000 pages of uh, some sort of uh, Prince Shizor uh, Shadows of the Empire thing. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, Oops. brother, is that true? <laughs> that's Grand, a little too true. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, sign- yeah. Hey, they're bringing them back. Disney's actually bringing them back. Do you know that? How fun is that? Hey, anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about that in our last episode where we kill ourselves on the end. the empire. Yeah, I would say if I were to sum up general idea of what your average person would think of bro lit, it would just be books for pretentious guys. Right? Uh, yep. Yep. It's pretty 100%. much it. Yeah. Uh, guys that want to be pretentious too very thin line but yeah it might even be worse guys that wish they were pretentious (laughs) which is weird (laughs) (laughs) you're too dumb to be pretentious but man do you wish you were i'm so interesting are you yeah (laughs) cool so why did uh aaron choose this topic exactly well wrote over to aaron she sent back this. This was a Christmas present for my boyfriend, Conrad. So he chose the topic, purchased it for him, and then let him choose it. Wow. Hell, hell of a gift. Mm-hmm. When I asked him why just now, he said there were a lot of annoying posts by weird people about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess he just wants a professional investigation. Oof. Interested to hear what the adult diaper wearers will have to say. So exciting. Thank you. Mm. I Spoiler, did not find any diaper guys. Yeah. I tried. I I mean, I found some posts where guys like, hey, I like Infinite Jest, but that was the extent of it, so that's, <laughs> yeah, they figured that's not good enough to read. Little Cub 16 with yeah. the, uh, the, the the dog avatar, the anthropomorphic dog, yeah. <clears throat> but great, great, uh, definitely a great book to shit in your pants while you're reading. If you're, you got all that time to read, don't want to get up. Can't peel myself away from this. Uh-huh. Tome. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, I guess we might as well get started with the posts. I think your first post is uh, apropos. It sure is. Someone went to Cora to ask, how is it to date a David Foster Wallace fan? Mm -hmm. And a gentleman named Rashid answered, most people who hate Infinite Jest haven't read it and only hate it because other people hate it. 
It isn't too hard of a book, just huge, but length is not a factor for people. Take, for example, the Harry Potter series. The main complaint that most people have is that they think it's pretentious. My boyfriend knows a bit more about it, and his hatred for the book is well-founded, but anyone with half a brain can tell that even if the book is not your poison of choice, it is very important in terms of its influence on Western literature. So, if they do not like you for having read the book, move on, Henny. P.S. I am aware that I haven't answered your question, but that is because I'm purposely ignoring it. Hmm. The book is against addiction and fanaticism. If your mate models their life according to the book, and the book defines and dictates their every move, well, there are better, better people for your beautiful soul. Mm. So, speaking of pretentious, yeah, <laughs> right yeah. out the gate, yeah. I mean, this is this seems like exactly the kind of thing old uh, DFW do himself: just go onto a website, answer questions without answering them. <laughs> Like, you what, know, you, <laughs> what you're just writing to write is that what you do <laughs> that reminds me of a story uh, mm-hmm. yeah. anyway he, and he even added a ps which is essentially the footnote of the <laughs> of this <laughs> which i i don't know if you guys know this you don't have to do that if you're not <laughs> yeah yeah because it's not you're not going back to i don't know what the ps is for in this case just like, just keep typing. Just yep. Yeah, you could you could just literally finish your thought. Yep. Because you didn't sign it and then add the it's it's a postscript. That's the point. It goes after your signature. It's like a fun little uh it's like one of those uh Sam Jackson teasers at the end of a Marvel movie. And then you wait till the end of the credits. <laughs> and you get a little sneak preview for the next one. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the Sam Jackson episode, and uh, hopefully our listener of the, of the same name will choose that topic one day. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be something? Well, I found this over on the website Electric Lit, which seems to be a book website for the most insufferable kind of women on the planet. <laughs> okay. This is uh, an essay titled, Men Recommend David Foster Wallace to Me. For a while, I was seeing a guy who really liked David Foster Wallace. He once forced me to do cocaine by shoving it inside me during sex. (laughs) He wasn't the first man to recommend Wallace, but he's the last whose suggestion I pretended to consider. So while I've never read a book by Wallace, I'm preemptively uninterested in your opinion about it. These recommendations from men have never inspired me to read Wallace's magnum opus, Infinite Jest, or his essays or stories, or even to take the path of least resistance and see the Jason Siegel movie about him. Oh, boy. Said recommendations have, however, festered over such a long period that they've mutated into deeply felt opinions about Wallace himself. Namely, that he was an overly self-aware genius who needed a better editor and that I would hate his writing. For a long time, I'd respond to men's Wallace recommendations with, he's on my list, or I've been meaning to. And for a long time, I've meant it. Now, thinking about becoming the kind of person makes me feel tired. This is how you become the right kind of person. If you're not in a position of power, identify your oppressors, well-intentioned, oblivious, or otherwise, and love their art. This is why it's hard to distinguish my reaction to Wallace from my reaction to patriarchy. This insistence that I read his work feels like yet another insistence that the the thing that's good is the thing men like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a, a thirty thousand word essay or something. Mm-hmm. So this is that's just a small little sampling. Uh, you can find it over at electricliterature.com. Here's some other articles, some recent ones written over there. 
Grant Gender will never again write a straight male protagonist. Okay. I can't help it. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> and uh, trauma has forced me to become a powerful witch. Oh, true. So, yep. So just okay. about what you would expect over there. <laughs> uh. Um, couple things here. Um, shoving cocaine inside during sex. Yeah. What's going on? Puzzling. That's, Puzzling thing that's happening there. I I don't know if I would uh, open up my essay with that or if I would uh, tell the police, uh, but mm-hmm. I would probably tell the police and not put it into my essay, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, um, boy, broads sure do like to say how they're not going to read this stuff, huh? Just you know, <laughs> using a lot of words to say, I'm not interested in reading it, um, mostly because of the guys who read it. Yeah. Uh, in in so many words, she said exactly that. Like, <laughs> I'm straight up not going to read it because men have told me to read it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, great. Uh, but uh, shut the fuck up. Thanks. <laughs> but um, also, see, this is why I'm just – it's like a different world to me because I don't know if I've ever met anyone that's even heard of Infinite Jest. And yet you have these people that like every single day someone's telling them to read this fucking book. This is why I'm glad I don't know people that know how to read. <laughs> Like they don't. It's it's just so much, such a much better life. You don't want to sit around and talk about books with your pals when you're hanging out. Mm, it's no. the worst fucking thing in the world. <laughs> Good I job. Would rather, I would rather talk about a television series uh, from 1999 that came out on HBO about a little guy named Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're token. I'm looking up at my Lord of the Rings book on the shelf as well. Cultured, ladies and gents. Uh huh. We'll get back to the post in a second, but first, Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends over at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there they're looking like daddy material this June. <laughs> Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all uh, quote old man hair from head to toe. <laughs> Treat the daddies in your life and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code REPORT at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. (laughs) This is no dad joke, folks. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, he'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all his goodies. And hey, Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. Wow. We all know dads love their comfort. Comfort, Lord knows I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the Jewel Pouch, trademarked, Whoa. designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. A game changer. A real game changer, folks. And hey, doesn't Dad love the big game? As we're, <laughs> since we're talking about games. Sports ball. <laughs> yep, Dad, Dad's in their sports ball love. Anyway, hey dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. 
And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code REPORT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code REPORT. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you (laughs) with Manscaped. Speaking of DFW, he passed away back in 2008 from what was later determined to be suicide. Mm -hmm. But at the time of his passing, there was still some speculation on whether or not it was. Like this post from an astrology website, which was published days after his death. Wallace had three planets in the sign of Pisces, his son Chiron, and Venus, and four planets in the eccentric zodiac sign of Aquarius, and his moon either in the sign of Virgo or Libra. While our society expects men to be well-defined in their goals and self-confident in themselves and actions, Pisces men generally are neither. They are at heart mystics and seers with an intuitive understanding of the workings of the universe. Many times they are misunderstood. It is a strange dichotomy that we may have gnawed away at his sense of self. With many planets in Aquarius, he would have felt constricted by traditional views and societal roles. His unconventional writing style, signified by Mercury in Aquarius, made him a literary legend. His Saturn in Aquarius sitting on that Mercury made him fear that whatever he was doing was not quite good enough. He needed to be different to break new ground, but he was faced with the constant anxiety of his own worth. But was this an intentional suicide? Not having a time of birth is very limiting, and all we have is speculation. His facial features suggest an Aries ascendant, which would also support a Virgo moon. All this is speculation, but with the Aquarian moon, the North Node, and Neptune running over his collection of Aquarian planets opposing his planet of accidents, Uranus, I think he was engaged in a very different kind of activity and lost control of the situation. His loss is unfortunate for American letters and for our society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Touching tribute, I guess. Mm. Uh, someone went over there and commented, please don't let people do this to me when I die. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Just, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny, the more like... It- the more planets and stars and suns and shit you add to it, the more you could make it all up. It's sure. pretty brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just kind of say, like, this is, of course, speculation, but yeah. his facial features suggest. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, his, yeah. His, his He looks like an Aries ascendant. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What does that mean? A Aries ascendant person. Let's see what we have here. A celebrity. Let's see. Let's who who are some if they all look like David Foster Wallace, I'd be impressed. Let's see. We have uh, what looks to be uh, Bette Midler. Uh, that's uh, uh, what the hell's her name from uh, Melrose Place? Corey Spelling. No. Tory Spelling? No. Uh, Heather Locklear. Yep. I haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, <laughs> Shakira. Okay. Yeah, so we we're have, already, uh, we're four for four on just hot, <laughs> being hot. Just broads. 
Penelope Cruz. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, these are all women, by the way, which, yeah. I've noticed. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> oh, now we have some dudes. We have Morgan Freeman. Okay. Another uh, hottie. James sure. Dean. The uh, porn star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the porn star. Uh, we have, looks to be Paul McCartney. Okay, another hottie. You sure. Uh, so just celebrities is what it sounds like. So he's in good. He's in good hands then. He's yeah, in good company. He yeah. looks like one of those because he's a famous person, like all these other famous people. <laughs> I think is what what this person's ultimately works, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the kind of subtle dig because uh, uh, David Foster Wallace hung himself. Uh, is how he killed himself. Uh, that he maybe he was out on his back porch uh, jerking off by <laughs> hanging mm. by the neck, and uh, things got a little out of hand. Great place to do it. <laughs> buddy you don't have to tell me <laughs> a gentleman named brian posted this over on facebook i learned recently about a video game term that teenagers these days throw around overpowered or op for short <laughs> if a character type in a competitive video game is inordinately more powerful than the others then it is overpowered the game as a result is deemed unbalanced and fans will complain on forums that the developers have delivered to them a swift slap in the face. Mm. It's an interesting metaphor. Life, of course, is no game and it's a truism that it isn't fair. But every once in a while we get a striking reminder of how unevenly Mother Nature distributes her gifts. Take the literary world, for instance. By any measure, David Foster Wallace, the author of the acclaimed novel Infinite Jest, was overpowered. If you were a class in a role-playing game, then you wouldn't hear the end of the complaining. When it came to the writing of fiction, Wallace blew his competitors, historical and contemporary both, out of the water. Mm. To borrow another term from video gaming, it's fair to say that he owned them. When Infinite Jest hit bookstores in February 1996, the title's two words were in the mouth of every serious reader in America. Every living writer, however, was faced with a different pair of words. Game over. <laughs> God, can you imagine going on to Facebook and writing that? Uh, man, that stinks. P.U. Yeah, you <laughs> you could really say that uh, David Foster Wallace uh, pwned himself mm-hmm. in the end there. <laughs> if I could use a, a video game term that I recently mm-hmm. learned yeah. uh, from my nephew or whoever <laughs> this guy is talking to. <laughs> he was he self-fragged, I believe. <laughs> really weird okay really weird to take the video game metaphor and just run with it throughout the thing very odd thing like a brilliant writer would do you know Uh, you know what and uh this guy is uh brian brian facebook look for him on the shelves at your (laughs) (laughs) his full name yeah Brian J. Facebook with his his new novel Game Over. God damn it! <laughs> That's one we didn't look up. Ready Player One. What a piece of shit that is. <clears throat> yeah, what's I don't know anything about that one, but it was that was a book that was a little too popular, right? Boy, and then it was a Steven Spielberg movie. That's all right. Quite possibly the worst of his career. 
<laughs> just man. Why did he Whoa. do that? You know, there's, he's made some decisions in the last twenty years that I don't particularly agree with. But mm. you know what? You can't say anything about it. <laughs> and I think we all know why. Speaking of, not sure. <laughs> Reddit user Whitey Cracker Honky nice. posted. Yeah, that's a good one. Just finished American Psycho to mm. the subreddit R Books. First, to describe it to someone, I would say that it is as if Fight Club and The Great Gatsby had a baby in terms of themes. (sighs) (laughs) If I could rate how much I enjoyed reading the book, one out of five. However, the way the book is told and how much of it is occupying my mind after reading it, five out of five. Mm. The plot is as monotonous as Patrick's life, and you get to the point where you just want want and love the disgusting parts of the novel. I just felt dirty after reading it and need to get this off my chest, even if it wasn't articulated that well. I feel as if others have read it will understand what I mean. Soveticus31 commented, The book is like waging war with your mind. It's the only book that I put down, took a break from, and picked back up. I still have moments when I listen to Phil Collins or Huey Lewis in the news when I can hear Patrick Bateman's comments in the back of my head. Mm. Krellis added... It's so fucking brilliant. It's the most tedious, monotonous book I've ever read, but it's intoxicating the way it really pulls you into Patrick's world. And the violence is made so much more visceral because of the tedium of everything else. And Tit for Tic Tac replied, I have just read it for the first time, and while I'm a fast reader, parts of this book made me have to walk away. I was physically cringing at the descriptions as they were so vivid. Excellent perspective writing. I'm drunk. (laughs) Is that a drunk from the book or just uh, <laughs> FYI, I am drunk, by the way. Uh, not sure. <clears throat> just going on Reddit, just hitting your favorite subreds, heading over to our books, just ending, signing off mm-hmm. everything with, uh, hey, I'm uh, completely shithoused. Hey, don't BTW. sign your posts is what I would tell this guy. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, don't know what what these guys like about this book. Uh, Have you really, ever read it? I it's it's somewhere on one of these bookshelves. I got a, I probably got a quarter into it, and uh, yeah, it was uh, tedious and monotonous. And I wasn't thinking, wow, this is brilliant. I was thinking, this is tedious and monotonous. It is. It is a very tedious book. I've read it a couple times, uh, and uh, I wouldn't say that it's badly written, but I also wouldn't say that it's well. Written. Yeah. <laughs> There are definitely some parts of it are like, mm, that's a, that's an interesting uh, uh, interesting thing that happened. Uh, and then uh, other parts that of it, happened. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Yeah, that's that. And then there's other parts where it's just 20 minutes of somebody like describing the inside of an Armani store. And it's like, can I just skip this? Yeah, like I get the, I get the premise. This guy's mm. insanely monotonous and detailed and he's a psychopath. But... <sighs> Like you know, the movie covers that pretty more succinctly. So I would very say. succinct. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the times where the movie is head and shoulders above the actual source material. Uh, most of Brett Easton Ellis's the ad- adaptations are way better than the actual book, which says something about his writing. I would say. So, mm. yeah. What else did he write? <clears throat> Lunar Park. Uh, nope. t- uh, Less than zero. Mm-mm. 
um, rules of attraction. Mm, okay, that sounds familiar. Something called white. Oh yeah, that one's about. Uh, I think that one's about Trump. Oh, yeah. He wrote like a, I think it's a, a nonfiction about Trump. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he rocks. Oh yeah, that sounds horrific. <laughs> he embraces views that eschewing convention. Uh, Ellis embraces views that will make many literary and media communities cringe as he takes aim at the relentless anti-Trump fixation, coastal elites, corporate censorship, Hollywood identity politics, Generation Wuss, woke cultural watchdogs, the obfuscation of ideals once both cherished and clear in the fugue state of American democracy. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse than reading that. <laughs> I cannot think of anything else I would want to read less. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a five-star review. This book is going to make a lot of people mad, especially those inhabiting the rarefied liberal progressive world of the coasts and the entertainment industry. There's the guy ranting about the libs. Is that what it sounds like here? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Checkmate, libtards. Mm-hmm. Cool. Add that to your Goodreads list, everybody. <laughs> uh, hey, tick, tit for Tic Tac said he was drunk. Why don't we go over to a familiar subreddit user? Beer is the answer. Asked this question on the subreddit. <laughs> Are crippling alcoholics? Any of you fuck-ups enjoy reading books while drunk? <clears throat> sure. <laughs> I'm no. almost finished with my 12-pack. About to continue with some fine gin. I had to take a break from the blazing sunlight and step inside for a while, and this question came to me. I love me some Bukowski, Vonnegut, Hunter S. Thompson, and Orwell, to name a few, and these reading sessions have really found a place in my heart. Any suggestions? What do you enjoy reading? Uh, user GoodGirl1234 said, Must be nice to be unemployed. Hmm. Uh, a guy named Brian Matter said, Fuck that. Really judgmental and uncool. Also, this was posted on a weekend, and if the OP is unemployed, fuck you too. Fuck off. Really. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, But the OP chimed in with this. I found it to be a relevant comment. As I see it, this subreddit is made for functioning drunk bags. I have no respect for people who drink their life away and don't do shit. They should make life better for themselves and people around them. Working class pride is big where I live, and functioning drunkards are my brethren. Cheers. To which Brian Matter said, not really sure who gives a fuck what you think. Working class pride is big here as well, sunshine, but I never dare to judge someone for being unemployed or make snide remarks about unemployment being nice. I'd never try to equate the unemployed with people who drink their life away and don't do shit. (laughs) Fuck that and everything about it, especially if you are as working class as you say. Nine times out of ten, being unemployed isn't a choice, so kindly try living in a place with closed-down factories or mines, or shut the fuck up and stop being a fascist. God damn, man. <clears throat> uh, Brian Matter is just over there with all guns blazed. Doesn't matter who it is. He's just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brian, old BM is not having it. It's so cool. He's like... Hey, that's really judgmental of you. And the other guy's like, the the actual poster's like, yeah, this, you know what? He has a point, though. And, you know, mm-hmm. but here's my, you know, I like to look at it uh, on as a positive. The guy's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hey, Brian Matter used to, po- 
Brian Matter used to be a huge poster over on crippling alcoholism. Oh, his last post was ten years ago, though. So oh. I'm sure, we lost him. Okay. Uh yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's dead. <laughs> they do have a way of doing that, uh, where they uh, go ahead and post for a long, <laughs> long time. Yeah, his last post was talk. Uh, was this snarky comment at someone. You do understand that drinking only Saturday and Sunday could be controlling it, don't you? You do understand that this threat is for people that want to motivate each other to control or stop drinking, don't you? Once again, it seems to be you that has the comprehension deficiency. Man. This guy's ranting about weekend drinking a lot, apparently. Seems like a real uh, lady doth protest too much yeah. sort of thing, huh? Well, don't do much of anything these days. <laughs> Protesting oh, otherwise. Goddamn. I do have to say, though, uh, I don't think I've ever read a book while drunk, but also it sounds like the worst, honestly, the worst thing ever. Especially, okay, let me sit back. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to grab my Cormac McCarthy novel here. I'm going to sit back with a 12-pack of beer, uh, (laughs) polish that off. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to grab some gin now. That's really weird. Like, I I guess it saves on having to buy new books because you don't remember the fucking thing. Like, oh, maybe I'll try this one out. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, you know, I've been plenty of drunk before, and I'm even just, like, looking at Twitter or something, I'm like, I, I got one eye closed, I, I don't know what the hell anyone's saying. not register. Yeah, guy just reading the same book over 18 times over and over, and he's like, that, I'm really getting deja vu here. Yeah, and reading books that are, like, you know, have... Uh, potentially some sort of symbolism or metaphor in it where you kind of have to be on top of it to understand what the fuck's going on. If you're just reading to like say, hey, I I read this book, then yeah, just go ahead and get hammered. And I guess it's a better thing to do while drunk than uh, most other things. So sure, go for it. Why not? Hey, if it makes (laughs) whatever makes it easier, whatever happens to sleep at night, Mm -hmm. which I I think is probably a lot of what these guys are looking for. So... Well, I, cool. can imagine, I can imagine being drunk in bed and just like, I need to just pass out. Let me open up a book. This will knock my my little ass out real real quick. Upside down. On the, you're looking at it upside down. You're like, yep, that's doing the, that's doing the trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretend, pretend. So drunk you're pretending to read. Oh, yeah. God, oh, man. No idea what the hell's going on. All right, we're going to stop right here because we're going to finish the rest of this episode over on patreon.com slash report this post. That's right. If you enjoyed this first 20-ish to 30-ish minutes of the episode, you'll be happy to know that there's about an hour extra of this one over there uh, on patreon.com slash report this post. Head over there. And all you got to do is subscribe for five bucks a month. You'll get every single full episode with dozens of more posts a month, plus an additional bonus episode every single week. Unbelievable. This is literally millions of posts that we read on the air uh, every single month, possibly billions. I have not counted. In fact, I can't count. I'm actually illiterate as well. But irregardless, patreon.com slash report this post, and we'll see you over there, and God bless.